Welcome to Hyperbaric Living with Dr. Masha podcast. I'm Dr. Masha, naturopathic doctor, hyperbaric expert, and your podcast host, bringing you the cutting-edge interviews and ideas about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I'm grateful to interview these bright minds and sharing their knowledge and experience in the field of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Thank you for listening. So let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome back to the show. Today I have with me Dr. Zait Ratanzi. He's a licensed naturopathic physician and he started his practice in 1998 where he served as a medical director for the first private multi-place hyperbaric oxygen chamber in Canada. He supervised over 10,000 hyperbaric oxygen treatments. He is well-versed in hyperbaric medicine, biooxidative medicine, low-level light therapy, chelation therapy, and environmental medicine. Today's topic of the conversation will be hyperbaric oxygen therapy and immune system. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ratanzi. Well, thank you, doctor. How are you doing today? Very well, and you? Uh, Excellent, excellent, thank you. Pandemic last two years has shown us how important is the health of the immune system. We should also add that fighting bacteria, viruses, different microbes is just one part of what immune system does, but it also protects us from internal threats such as cancer or autoimmune disease. It's super important to keep your immune system in top shape. And today we'll learn more how hyperbaric oxygen therapy can affect the health of immune system. Decisions surrounding hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be complex. If you have questions about hyperbarics and how it can help you, you can book a free consultation with me at www.drmasha.com forward slash hbot forward slash and start learning about the benefits of hyperbarics today. Dr. Ratanzi, what does the latest research say about hyperbaric oxygen therapy and immune system? Well, you know, the uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy has been used uh, for immune uh, system uh, conditions for uh, quite a while. Uh, We'll start by talking on the antibacterial effects uh, when there's wounds. And when hospitals were using hyperbarics for wound healing, Uh, What was also found was um, a reduction in bacterial infection and uh, oxygen itself is uh, quite a strong antibiotic in a way, uh, especially for uh, what we call anaerobic uh, bacteria that uh, don't do well under oxygenated environment. So, you know, those deep, deep infections, uh, bone infections, you have Uh, infections, uh, osteomyelitis, uh, we call it, where we're trying to get the infection control. When we add oxygen under pressure, that extra uh, plasma surplus of oxygen gets to those infected areas and has a strong direct uh, antibacterial effect uh, through the oxidation uh, mechanism. Um, we also have other effects on the uh, the immune system. And this is where I like to spend more time uh, talking not on these emergency uh, wounds that we have in hospitals that we use hyperbaric 
oxygen therapy for. But if it's if it's that strong for uh, hospitals on flesh-eating disease or bone infections, um, what is the degree of its relationship to the natural immune system and how our body can fight and ward off infections and other invading organisms? And I'll start by uh, talking basic immunophysiology. Um, the immune system, uh, like every cell, is oxygen dependent, right? And it's what where we get our energy. We talked about that. So if you don't have any oxygen for five minutes, we don't breathe for five minutes, not only do we not have any energy, nor does the immune system. But further to saying that, the immune system uh, relies more so on oxygen because it takes in oxygen, extra oxygen, to create these little vacuoles called uh, oxyradicals. Oxygen radicals bleach hydrogen peroxide. These are uh, little vacuole compounds, uh, vesicles that they actually use to uh, throw into the surrounding invading organism. Let's say it's a bacteria, and that's how it kills is through a process called phagocytosis, where it engulfs oxygen, makes these oxygen radicals, and then starts using that to kill. So the more oxygen the immune system has, the stronger that immune system can be. So the immune cell can be stronger by creating more oxygen radicals. And when we're deficient, in oxygen, when we're on low oxygen, that means the immune system can't make as many of these um, oxygen-derived radicals to kill. Um, and, and that becomes a problem. So, you know, you look at people as they as they age and the aging process, what happens when we're 50, 60, 70, going on to 80? Uh, does our immune system get stronger? Or do we find that uh, we're more immunocompromised? And the answer is the latter. Generally speaking, uh, the population, the immune system goes down uh, with, with the aging. And there's so much physiological distress going on with the aging uh, process. We've talked about the importance of oxygen in healthy aging and blood flow and circulation, but the immune system becomes compromised. And now it's just not as strong. So it could be right next to an invading organism and not powerful enough to kill it. So um, an example I like to give patients is think of the immune cell similar to a firefighter, right? And a firefighter, if, if you have a guard, if you have a hose and you're next to the fire and you're on a street, the firefighters on the street, it can easily put out all the fires very easily. If there's little fires, just go and um, water it all down. No problem. Um, now, what happens if uh, there's no water in the hose? right? You could be right next to that. So water is as important to the fire uh, the fighter as oxygen is to the white blood cell. Now, there are other factors involved in immune system as well in terms of the strength of it. Uh, people who are 
amino acid or protein deficient because it, um, it, it, it is more the integrity of that or if the immune system is distracted and there's other things going on, there's uh, uh, surrounded by chemicals or environmental toxicity and the immune system may, might be distracted. Um, or chronic infections. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, so in this case, the firefighters, oh, well, let's go up the tree and uh, uh, help with the cat. And so doing all, all these other things as opposed to its natural function. So you're losing uh, the actual uh, main role of the immune system, which is to find, target and kill invading organism. And that includes cancer cells uh, as well. They're called natural killer cells. Same thing oxygen dependent, the more oxygen, the stronger that immune system is. So, um, so in, in summary of what we're saying here is oxygen is absolutely critical to the immune system response. And then when we talk about autoimmunity, uh, this is where we start seeing the, uh, the disbalance between and autoimmune disease is when the body starts to produce antibodies to attack its own cells. Yes, yes, it, it's exactly what you're saying. Uh, the body is, the immune system is attacking healthy cells in the body. And sometimes it's being tricked because uh, uh, it thinks that it might be an invading uh, uh, tissue, foreign tissue, foreign body. And uh, sometimes that can cross-react. There's very there's only so many amino acid sequences uh, that are in a, a, a protein code. So it's it, it can very easily happen, and we see that uh, from uh, certain even foods, uh, certain foods with protein uh, aspects. The body gets uh, tricked and sees that protein. Let's say it's in dairy and then starts making these uh, autoantibodies and starts reacting uh, to similar tissue uh, that might be the, 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 the surplus of oxygen helps to actually calm this, uh, this process down and reduce what we call chronic uh, inflammatory disorders and uh, some of these really high uh, pro-inflammatory uh, messenger cytokines that get um, start causing more problems. They're they're initially uh, trying to help the body, but long term. Let's go back to the side of the immune system where it's fighting the microbes, uh, infectious organisms. Do you recommend your patients when they have an infection to get into a hyperbaric chamber? Um, it's a good question. Sometimes uh, it depends um, if there's a lot of head, uh, nasal uh, congestion, uh, then not because it's, it's a little difficult and challenging to clear with the ear, similar to if you're on an airplane and you're congested, it might be very difficult to uh, to be able to uh, undergo that pressurization. If uh, that part is okay and they're not congested, they can handle the pressurization, uh, then, then yes, uh, they can go into the chamber. But what I recommend is what we call repetitive hyperbaric because you'll adapt uh, from one session to the next session. Uh, the first session uh, can be a little more stressful 
uh, to the body. And then the body adapts right away within 24 hours. So that's why uh, we'll do at least three to five sessions of hyperbaric to get that conditioning effect. Let me summarize. So we learned that oxygen has a direct killing mechanism. It can kill viruses, bacteria, it can kill microbes. Is there another mechanism that can help um, make immune system more resilient if the person is uh, undergoing hyperbaric oxygen treatments? Well, um, you've you've probably, uh, you, you might have experienced this. I'm sure people listening have experienced where they have a cold or flu and they're fighting it and they're going to work and they're still doing their daily, daily activities. And then finally, there comes a day where they say, you know what? I'm calling in sick. I'm going to stay home and I'm going to rest. And how many times have you seen that one day of rest just rejuvenate the body? It's it, it's quite profound. And we forget how important uh, it is to reduce the stressors going on in the body and let the body focus on itself. And uh, we call it the parasympathetic nervous system. That's the body's nervous system when you rest repair, uh, digest. And typically it's more active at nighttime, right? When you're sleeping, when you sleep, your body regenerates. When you're during the day, your body degenerates. So there's a balance. You have to have have, uh, enough sleep to counteract that daytime uh, degeneration. And and so what happens when you're in a hyperbaric chamber um, after probably about 30, 40 minutes, Uh, your body uh, seems to go into a really nice parasympathetic response. And that's the body's, you know, relaxation, repair, almost sleep mode. And and that's really, really important. So um, utilizing the hyperbaric to get you to a state of physiological, and then now it's on a surplus of oxygen so it can do its repair uh, quicker, stronger, and, 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 and faster. Immune system has several functions in the body. One is to fight um, bacteria, viruses, uh, fungi. And another function is to regulate inflammation. Uh, when immune system senses this threat, it would start release cytokines, uh, little proteins that um, have many functions, but one of the functions is to regulate inflammation. How does hyperbaric oxygen therapy affect that level of inflammation? Um, Yes. So in in all the clinical data, the pro-inflammatory cytokines, uh, those are the ones like TNF-alpha, interleukin-1, they down-regulate. So that means less inflammation. And then uh, the ones that are more related to anti-inflammatory, they upregulate. So that creates a net anti-inflammatory response, which is really important for today's, uh, you know, the human body in today's society is so inflamed and that you call it stress. The more stress the human body is under, uh, the weaker the immune system is. So if you really want to promote a strong, healthy immune system, reduce stress, reduce 
as many stressors, dietary stressors, environmental stressors, emotional stressors, and 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 then um, your your immune system can now be stronger. That was my example of taking the day off and saying, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of my work stress, and that seems to be a big stress for people uh, in today's society. You just taking that one day off is uh, quite a reduction in physiological stress for the body and for the immune system. So now the immune system can be uh, functioning better. You'll be surprised at how much of a relationship there is between the immune system, the mind, and stress. There's something called psychoneuroimmunology, uh, which is the power of uh, the, the mind and the immune system and how uh, stress plays such a role in uh, immuno, uh, immune system disorders. And, and so hyperbaric can help uh, create a generalized relaxation approach to being inside the chamber. And now the difference is when you have a cold or flu, you have rest, but here you have rest and high oxygen and a surplus, and now your body is pushed into a state of rest for repair with that high oxygen. So you're doing the best by having access to hyperbaric oxygen during uh, times of infections. We're talking about acute infections here. And one of the examples of acute infections is coronavirus. Um, Do you have experience with hyperbaric oxygen therapy and coronavirus? How does hyperbaric oxygen therapy affect the course of the acute COVID? Um, well, you, what you're doing is you're conditioning all tissue. If you're doing hyperbaric, uh, one thing is you're conditioning the tissue and the cells in the body to be stronger uh, because uh, what you're doing is um, creating more cellular resistance by increasing what we call endogenous antioxidants within each cell. So now uh, the body is stronger uh, to be protected. So viruses and bacteria, and, and in this case, the coronavirus that uh, attack, let's say uh, the lungs or any organs, um, your tissue is, is a little more stronger at protecting. Uh, one thing that you'll see is the generalized in, inflammation uh, that's created with uh, some of these viruses, um, and in this case, um, and the anti-inflammatory role of hyperbaric is uh, probably the most profound uh, that we've seen that can really help uh, reduce um, uh, reduce that. So when when I look at somebody that's looking uh, at hyperbaric within what we have in today's pandemic, uh, to me, it's uh, preventative and conditioning the body by having access to hyperbaric to help in two ways. One is, uh, is reduce the uh, chance of getting an infection and a severe infection uh, and going to the hospital. So that's, that's the first goal. And then the second is, you know, sometimes the stress is just too much. Uh, and we might have to go 
uh, to the hospital because there is lung involvement or uh, some type of organ uh, system involvement. Well, by preconditioning and doing hyperbaric before that, you might extend the time of being home and not going to the hospital. So getting as much time as possible uh, for this conditioning uh, effect. And I think those are the two strong points of utilizing hyperbaric as a uh, more uh, preventative. But then there's a lot of data uh, that we've uh, that is being shown on the actual mechanism of using it post uh, infection, post uh, COVID, long COVID, in some of the uh, damages that are seen that hyperbaric can uh, can help the body in quicker and more uh, long-term recovery. Uh, Some people are suffering really bad from uh, some of these post-infectious disorders. Long COVID is believed to be a form of post-infectious syndrome. And this syndrome has been recognized in the past 50 years. And usually it happens following either a viral infection or bacterial infection. Probably uh, most studied is uh, post-infectious syndrome after mononucleosis, Epstein-Barr virus, but it can happen after any infection. Uh, Do you think hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be helpful in the treatment of post-infectious syndrome, whether it was caused by COVID or other infection? 100%. 100%. That, that, and and I, I shouldn't say 100, uh, 99.9 uh, of uh, high probability. Um, that is something in my 20 years of practicing in the hyperbaric uh, industry uh, here. That's been, it started off with uh, me working with Lyme uh, disease patients and uh, post Lyme uh, sequelae, where they're having a brain fog or certain. Uh, um, other uh, organ system disorders, not uh, directly uh, to the uh, infection itself, but the um, some of the damaging effects that they cause, and that's where uh, we started seeing uh, hyperbaric improving those physiological states and their uh, their symptoms. So for um, for what we what you talked about with herpes or other uh, viral infections, there's also um, uh, yeast, uh, mold, post mold. That's been a big one. Uh, people who have been exposed to mold and it's just caused uh, havoc and damages to their body. And what they've done is treated the mold. But they, what they haven't treated is all the damages that uh, the mold has caused to other organs and organ systems. And this is, and, and that includes the immune system as well uh, that's been affected with that. So, so that's, uh, that, that's one that we've found that a general uh, protocol of hyperbaric uh, post um, after a uh, infection that has caused uh, you know more long-term damages that's where we'll do a one to three month intensive course of hyperbaric oxygen therapy uh, for helping to speed up the uh, long-term recovery 
I couldn't agree with you more. We have this amazing tool, um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy that can be used to treat um, long COVID. And it's a huge problem. If we're looking at UK, we know that more than 2 million people are suffering from long COVID. And uh, we've seen reports of people using uh, hyperbaric chambers to uh, help with long COVID symptoms and using it successfully. So there's a lot that can be done. Uh, let's talk about allergies. Allergies is a dysfunction of the immune system. Allergies, asthma, uh, atopic dermatitis, this is all one family of immune dysfunction. Have you used hyperbaric oxygen uh, therapy to treat allergies or um, to help with allergies, asthma, to help with the symptoms? And does it help with the root cause? Yeah, you're talking the exact same thing with inflammation. And, uh, you know, um, you always want to look at the cause and you could do treatments all day long. But if you don't identify what is the cause of uh, the atopy or the um, uh, the um, allergy, what's bringing on the allergy, then you're going to be caught into uh, this, this, this continual cycle. So it's a, it's a two-step uh, process. One is identify and reduce the environmental triggers and then, um, and, and then integrate the hyperbaric protocol to allow for that conditioning. And, and, and so sometimes these you know, um, immune system cells are older cells and they, they need to be uh, almost like uh, uh, killed off and uh, let the new young uh, immune cells uh, take over. And, and so that's part of the conditioning effect as well, um, where what you, can, what you can do is a hyperbaric specific protocol that uh, can be dose related uh, for that. Um, I generally, I, I try to stay away from using hyperbaric as a standalone treatment when I see uh, any disorders that what we can do is properly identify them with the uh, reducing of the environmental trigger itself. Going back to the principles of naturopathic medicine, uh, always find the root cause and don't mask the symptoms and treat the root cause, right? Yeah, always start with the GI tract and you'll see there's so much uh, that can be done uh, in the GI tract and getting that uh, tract healthy because that is what relates uh, um, on what comes inside the body and that can cross react with autoimmunity as well. So you're, you're really right on that. The, the, the GI tract is, is something I tend to use uh, heating treatments, whole body hyperthermia. I think that works well with hyperbaric, uh, for, um, remember we were just talking about the older, uh, uh, cells and, and really by, by increasing the oxygen and, uh, the heat, um, as you increase someone to fever, uh, treatment, the bone marrow starts creating brand new, um, uh, white blood cells. And, and so that, that high heat also with the extra oxygen, uh, can, um, uh, can, can target dysfunctioning 
immune cells that might be going a little off track. And so really what you're doing is focusing on just starting from scratch again and having a good, strong immune system and making sure you have enough rest and protein in your diet. And like you said, good vitamin nutritional status. Great advice. Thank you. Um, Because we forget uh, that first, we always need to address the basics. Make sure that the foods that we're eating are nutrient dense, that we're moving, that that we're addressing nutrition deficiencies, um, that we're getting enough sunshine. All these things are super important. Um, There's no one therapy that can solve all the problems. And hyperbaric oxygen therapy is amazing and it can help in so many ways, but it acts more of uh, an accelerator, like a catalyst. Once you address everything else and you add hyperbaric oxygen to the mix, then you get the results that you're looking for. Yeah, that's, that's the goal is, is to work on a, uh, on a proper base. And that's a part of what we're starting off by saying is reduce stressors you know, and then utilize the best of that surplus of oxygen to help uh, create a good internal milieu, internal environment uh, for the human body to be strong at what it, um, what it needs to be strong in. And, and that's, that's the simplicity of it is, um, is utilize uh, that extra oxygen as a benefit, but don't just rely on a hyperbaric chamber to be your savior per se, you know, like look at, at what is, uh, what is uh, causing the immune system uh, to be stressed. And you'll see even um, high heated oils, uh, fats that have been um, fried foods, uh, they will slow down the immune system, right? So you can do a hyperbaric oxygen to help optimize that immune system. But if you but if you're also damaging the immune system, what is the net effect that we're getting? And when somebody is in a state where they really need to focus on their immune system, there's something serious going on, uh, you want to be a little, you want to have that net be much greater. So you want to keep your, uh, your focus on the simple things because they make a huge difference. And now with that surplus of oxygen and energy for uh, the immune activity, strong functioning immune system, that net is so high, we can start uh, killing, invading organisms, tumors, you name it. The the human body is very strong at what it does, what it knows how to do, Uh, give it the chance and the opportunity to do that. And you'll you'll probably do well. This is great advice. Uh, thank you. And of course, stress, unfortunately, is a huge factor in so many diseases. And addressing stress and how we respond to stress helps to recover, helps in the recovery from chronic disease. Dr. Ratanzi, you supervised a lot of treatments. I think it's like 10,000 hyperbaric treatments. And of course, you've seen all different kinds of patients with, coming with um, different conditions. Uh, I would like to ask you, do you remember, is there a patient that comes to mind that came with an immune system dysfunction, received hyperbaric oxygen uh, treatment and 
got better. Um, well, I'm asking for a patient story. I can tell you a recent one that just happened um, about two weeks ago. Um, um, I'll, I'll get more data, uh, but um, actually this was about uh, three or four weeks ago. I got a phone call from uh, someone I know very well and uh, she was struggling and and you had all the symptoms of uh, COVID and, you know, um, for about two weeks, um, she did hyperbaric oxygen therapy and was kept doing the hyperbaric up until a point where it was just too much. She had to go to the emergency into the hospital. And a couple of days later, uh, the doctor, um, they, they um, sent the CT scan and videoed the CT scan. And I looked at that. I was like, wow, that was, um, so it was, it was COVID lungs, but they were really, really inflamed and really, um, really challenged there. And I, like, if I was to just look at that, generally speaking, it wouldn't look good. But the fact that she did so much hyperbaric oxygen, and um, like I said, when you're doing hyperbaric oxygen, you're creating the tissue to be stronger and more protected. Uh, you're also simulating the bone marrow for uh, new uh, cell circulation. We call it uh, peripheral circulation of uh, stem cells. And so there's so many physiological benefits. But um, uh, just a few days ago, um, she got released out of ICU, which was great. And I, the way I look at it, and I'll find out more detail, like I'm, 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 I'm saying, but in what I saw preliminary, I, I would think that the hyperbaric would be a big part of the uh, contribution to her um, getting through this process and getting through it the way that she did. And hopefully we can write this up in a case study, but um, she had early access to hyperbaric. And even though you're feeling lousy going into the chamber over and over, like repetitive around the clock and really keeping uh, the body conditioned to, uh, uh, to that extra oxygenation, as the virus is going, trying to do its, its thing, but the body's stronger, the body's more protected. And you've, you've in, you've shortened that time of how long you're, you're in the hospital, you've extended the time. And, and hopefully the goal is to extend the time at home where you don't need to go to the hospital, but at least, um, so that's why I said in the beginning, uh, when we were talking about this was two things. One, is one uh, primary goal is to have a hyperbaric chamber at home that you can you can do and prevent uh, going to a, a more severe case and being hospitalized and and so that's one and the second is at least extend the time uh, so that shortens that time because we know what happens um, when we get into the hospital and we are in um, in in that uh, state of the infection 
being stronger than the body. And that's when things go array. This is great story. Thank you for sharing. I hope to see it published. And there are many great stories recently of how hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be helpful in the state of infection. Here in Madrid, we also have several clinics that have been treating COVID uh, since the beginning of pandemics. And I'm talking acute COVID. And at uh, the beginning of pandemic, when things were really bad here in Spain, in those clinics, they had zero mortality rate. And that speaks for itself. Yeah. And what happens when you get these infections? They they can be damaging for the lungs, but also for the heart, the kidneys, the um, these other major organs. What does hyperbaric oxygen do? It adds that surplus of oxygen energy uh, that conditions uh, the cells in the heart, in the brain, in the uh, liver, kidneys, lungs to uh, increase their protective enzymes and be stronger at being uh, protected. And you get that anti-inflammatory uh, generalized uh, reduction of inflammation. So there's no, uh, there's a much a less chance of a inflammatory cascade reaction going on in the body that can cause uh, more damage uh, to the tissue. So, you know, there's a very good opportunity for utilizing hyperbaric uh, within uh, this, uh, uh, this time during the virus. But again, the first part we're talking about the immune system being stronger, uh, but uh, this, this goes to show you there's another part of it, which is protecting, uh, the body and the tissue from the damaging effects of these, uh, of, of these viruses or infections. And not only at the time, but like, like, like you were talking about, uh, people that were that had herpes or some infection ten years ago, or Lyme disease, or something that has caused a generalized fatigue that they just can't uh, kick, or this brain fog, and and their body just hasn't been the same since this infection. Those are the people that would be uh, good to look into doing a strong course of hyperbaric oxygen and seeing if they can uh, help. The body recover from that. We've discussed several aspects of the immune system. Uh, we mostly spoke about immune system fighting infections, but we also touched upon immune system dysfunction, um, allergies, and autoimmune disease, and how hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be helpful in treating all of those conditions. Um, I think the take-home message from this interview is that Hyperbaric oxygen therapy treatments can help um, make body more resilient. It, it, it's conditioning the body. It's making it stronger. So if it uh, encounters the threat, it is well prepared to deal with that threat. And I really, I think in three, five years, I really would like to see hyperbarics to be the first choice therapy. And especially when it comes to body conditioning, uh, prevention. Prevention is the key. It's a lot easier to prevent the disease than to treat it. And now I'm uh, talking about chronic diseases. Of course, with infections, it's a little more difficult because when you encounter the infection, but even then the body encounters the infection, 
and let's say um, 10 people are being in contact with somebody who is in, who has an infectious disease, not everybody will get infected. So it's always about the terrain, not always about making our bodies stronger. So we're more prepared. Dr. Ritanzi, thank you for um, sharing this information. And if people want to find you, where can they find you? Oh, um, we can... Uh... We can give out my website contact uh, details there. So um, I have a research-based website called hyperbarexperts.com that I help manage uh, that you could find the latest research and search by condition like uh, infections, COVID, cancer, diabetes. So that that is more research-based and there's a contact page. So you can uh, contact, I'll be the one answering on that. Uh, there's hyperbaric excellence, which is uh, more geared for training uh, for those that are looking in clinic uh, or that are utilizing it in a center or for people doing home uh, hyperbaric. And then there's also one more website, which is uh, com. And then there is O2 providers. Yes, sorry. There is one more. O2 providers is... I like that one. Yeah, that's that's one that we created because so many people don't know if they're fit for being in a hyperbaric chamber and at what, uh, at what uh, a dosage there. So it's an online screening that uh, patients and, and clinics can go and put in medications. Uh, it takes about two to five minutes to fill out a personalized questionnaire, and then they'll get a 10-page report on uh, risk assessment, risk assessment uh, techniques to reduce the risk of any hyperbaric adverse reaction. And then uh, there could be a fitness assessment or uh, for some that need more uh, screening where a consultation is done for hyperbaric uh, fitness. Thank you for coming to the show. And of course, thank you for all the work that you're doing for Hyperbaric Community and the education that you're providing. Yeah, yeah. Your podcasts are very helpful to make sure that uh, more information is getting out worldwide. So uh, very grateful at, at, at uh, you in, in putting this uh, content series together. And thank you for having me. That's it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode like I did. If you know someone who might benefit from this information, please send them a link to this episode. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button to receive new episodes every week. Until the next week, stay safe and healthy.